The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. Weekday mornings, uh, Thursday, well, not weekday mornings. I would love to have it th- weekday mornings. Could you come in every uh, weekday morning, Bill Fian? Every Thursday from 10 to 11, we get together with people who like to have fun in the kitchen. And my guest is one of those guys who fits that bill. I wish you could have met my dad because you and he are absolutely cut from the same cloth. Bill Fian has a ton of fun in the kitchen beginning way back when you were a kid. From your grandma and your mom and your dad and now you and you and me. And I know at some point to you and my dad and me and my dad will be hanging out in that kitchen upstairs that never runs out of ingredients. And it'll just be, uh, it'll be great fun, having fun in the kitchen. Bill Fian, welcome to Cooley, Re- welcome back to Cooley Region Cooks. What have you been doing lately? Well. Besides uh, golf clubbing. Yeah, I've, uh, I've been working on losing weight. I, uh, I noticed you're down. I've, I've you're lost- down. 20 pounds. 20? Okay, so cool. I'm, Good I'm for you. I'm going for another 10 and trying to get healthier, so that's awesome. been the big focus this summer. Are you doing something healthier. weird about it, or what are you doing? Um, yeah, I've I've basically, well, I don't drink anymore, Okay. And, I, and I'm careful about what I eat, and I'm getting lots of exercise. Well, and, you know, a lot of people say whatever it is that you do the most of, in my case, it's cheese. If I gave up drinking, I'd lose about five ounces because I only ever drink on a weekend, and even then it's only once in a while. Uh, so, but I, if I gave up, I'd have to give up cheese. That would make a huge uh, dent in the amount of calories I put in my body. That is what I've done. I'm not I sure I'm I could do no that. No sugar, no white flour. Really? No cheese. So you're eating twigs and sticks and you've lost 20 pounds. What happens? You're going to lose 30 pounds and you're going to say, dun, 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 I did it. Let's go out for pizza, honey. I, I don't have a choice. Well, you can still go out. You know, I still like on the weekends on Sunday, I usually go. Uh, have something you know that's not within the rules, right? So you can, if okay, you, so you I can mean, cheat you a little bit. Oh, you can't. Yeah, you just can't I cheat mean, every I can't day. Go without real food. I've forever. already eaten a piece of cheese today, already this morning. <laughs> so yeah, I'd be in trouble. A glass of milk, mandatory. I gotta have milk with dinner, and uh, it doesn't have to be cheese with dinner. But if there isn't a piece of cheese, a cheese curd, or something out of the refrigerator. I'd be. Uh, I didn't I'd really have trouble. a choice. They told me that I was. Well, diabetic, yeah. When the doctor so says, when the, the doctor, doctor says, "Bill, you're diabetic, and you have got yeah. to change your ways." So yep, yep. I totally get that. Maybe I should get my doctor to lie to me and say that. <laughs> no, Hayes. If you don't lose some lbs, you're getting a little bit round there, buddy. Lose some weight or suffer. That's going to be yeah. bad news. So, what have you been cooking lately? Well, um, it's coming into summer grilling season. Yeah. So 
everybody's enjoying a wonderful May. So we've already had our first barbecues on the patio. And uh, my father-in-law, Jim Spangler, one of his favorites is he loves the uh, Festival Burgundy Spoon Roast. Oh, baby. So we just did you that. You cooked that on the grill? Yep. What yeah, I, cool. Well, as you and I have talked about, Mike, a lot of people don't know how to properly grill. So the first thing you want to do is fire up that grill, get it as hot as you possibly can. Full blast, yep. And then sear it. So you sear it for a couple minutes, flip it. You know, about three times. Right. And, and then. And on the ends as well. That's one of the weird right. things that people just think sear it on this side, flip it over, sear it on that side. You got to do the ends as well, which yes. in some cases means standing there with tongs, holding that thing upside right, then upside down. That's why you need long around. tongs. Too, yes, you do. Right? I got the long tongs. And then those go on the top rack of the grill. We slice them up really thin, uh, throw them on some tulemi buns. Oh, baby. Uh, my wife and her father are partial to horseradish sauce, so yeah. they like them that way. Yep, but, yep. Uh, so we've already done that. Uh, we've already had our first fish fry of the seasons because cool. the fish are biting in the Mississippi River. And so we've uh, already had that. Uh, what are the fish that you take home? I like uh, perch is number one. Yeah, okay. But uh, crappie is very good. Bluegills yeah. are very good. Uh, you know, I... Fishing for walleyes is too much like work. Is it? So is it? I like to go and anchor my boat and fish and catch lots of fish and then come home and clean them and, you know, maybe and eat a fish fry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not uh, – every once in a while I go do that, but I'm, I'm, I like going and catching the fish fry. So we've had a fish fry. We did the, we did the uh, burgundy spoon roast, and uh, we're going to be doing the famous Grandpa Sacco – uh, my mother's father's uh, barbecued ribs that he served oh, wow. in a restaurant for 50 years. So those are coming up. That's what's next. That's great. And I'll bet you can hardly wait. Do you wait for special occasions? I know you grill all the time. Sunday's special it's, occasion is it? at our okay. house. Okay, every, every Sunday week. you do yeah. something special? Every Sunday we're grilling on the patio on Sunday afternoon. We usually have uh, Sue's daughter and the grandkids over, Jim and Donna. Cool. And uh, whatever friends can find their way over there. Well, I was just going to say, when somebody in the backyard says, hey, Bill, there's a maroon CRV. It's just going back and forth and back <laughs> real slow. The windows are down. There's, there's a guy kind of hanging out the window. smelling the ribs in the his smoker. Ta- That's his tongue what's... is dragging on the ground. You know, is that somebody you know? God, it's probably Hayes. Ignore him. Ignore him. <laughs> Well, we have to do that. You have to come over and experience the ribs on the patio. I'm going to make a point of inviting you for that. And my long-lost friend, Jen O'Brien, we need to get her back over there. Oh, yeah. Maybe Brian Jackson. Absolutely. Have some of the Wisdom family over because that's what this is all about. It's all about having fun. Right. It's about love. You know, food is love. My mom was 100% Northern Italian. And, you know, Mike, you know this, but my mom passed away in January, so... Part of the theme for me today, for today's show, is a tribute to her. And all of the love and phenomenal food that I got to enjoy growing up and sharing some of those recipes with your listeners so they can share some love with their families. Well, and the fun part for me to even say out loud is you can share these recipes knowing full well that you're not going to get in trouble. (laughs) Because if she was, and she used to listen to us in Florida when we were on the air here, she'd listen and kill you if you shared any of those recipes. You know, uh, we want people to enjoy these (laughs) recipes. And so uh, when we get into... Uh, there is a special recipe for Rosa today. Where that's just the oh, teaser. Cool. Rosa, be right. sure to listen to the whole show today right. because stay you're gonna, tuned. Your heart's desire is going to be fulfilled today with a recipe. Cool. Do we have time to share a recipe right now? We do. What do you want to do first? So one of the recipes <clears throat> that my mom 
frequently ma made was a hot corn dip. Ooh. And so we're into the time of year where a lot of people are going to start seeing that corn showing up at, oh, the, sure. at the stands on the side of the road, and they're going to come home, and they're going to they're going to do the corn. Uh, and then what happens? You have some that's left over, right? Sure, sure. So, do you have a corn cob shucker? A, we don't. A, a, sh a thing you slide down a corn cob that is like magic, takes all the little corn kernels off that cob faster than you can say, hey, that's cool. I didn't even know I needed that. But uh, well, I don't either. I, I have I a do. friend who has one because he gave me a little package of corn off the cob, and he said, I've had, I just took this out of the freezer. It's corn on the cob. You cook this. To, I'll tell you how to cook it, and it tastes exactly like corn on the cob from August, except there's no cob. Note to self. Get yeah, that, get that thing. You gotta get what that we, toy. I don't, I don't even know what that thing's called, but I, don't, I need one. Corn cob shucker. I don't know what it's <laughs> yeah, called either. We're in dangerous territory. Yeah, yeah. I guess like, we are. We're in trouble. So, uh, yeah. So what? Uh, this is a great way to use up some of that leftover corn on the cob. So uh, this recipe is going to make about eight cups. So I come from a big cool. Irish Italian Catholic family, six kids. Well, and if you've got friends over, they're all going to want some. So yeah, it's going to disappear easily anyway. It's going to be gone. Yeah. I can guarantee yeah, yeah. you that. So, yeah, we're going to start out with four ears of okay. fresh And I know Wisconsin lots of people who freeze the whole cob. You know, sure. put, a, put a cob of corn or six in a baggie, in a double baggie, and then right. in the freezer. And so you that works, too. You can always pull those back out. Right. Um, anytime. Yep. And make my mom's famous hot corn dip. So uh, what, what you end up with is uh, about three and a half cups of kernels. Once you... I use a knife to slice the corn <laughs> off of the Whatever cob, works for you. But however you choose to get the corn the off the kernel shucker, cob, whatever it's called, I don't know. Yeah, you take that, uh, get a tablespoon of butter, and uh, saute that corn in butter because it's Wisconsin. And this is Sunday. We don't care about the diet anymore. That's right. So we're going to saute that corn, and we're going to reserve that off to a side in a bowl. We're going to take another tablespoon of butter because butter. it's Wisconsin. Okay. And we're going to take one cup of minced onion and put that uh, into the pan, along with a half a cup of sweet red bell pepper. Ooh. And we're going to saute those. And then uh, what we're also going to do is we're going to add in about a quarter of a cup of sliced green onions, mm. one jalapeno pepper. We want to seed that. If you sure. leave the seeds in, you know, that's where all the heat is. Oh, a lot and, of, the and the tip. So depending on how hot you want your, your corn dip, <laughs> uh, my mom always removed the seeds and minced it, but you can decide if you want to Take out the seeds, cut off the tip, dice up the rest. And if it's Wisconsin no spicy, that means not spicy at all, so you just skip the jalapeno, <laughs> yeah. right? So the, uh, anyway, we're going to saute that all up. We're going to let that mixture cool. Then we're going to take a half a cup of mayonnaise, and I always recommend Hellman's mayonnaise. I used to sell Hellman's mayonnaise. Real it deal. is the best mayonnaise you got to use so, the real deal, mayonnaise. I'll tell you what, let's finish putting it together. i got to take a quick break. Besides, I'm drooling all over the place. All right. So we'll do that. We'll put it together. I'll see if I can figure out what the name of that corn shucking tool is, and we'll continue. Cooley Region Cooking with Bill Fian. We're having fun in the kitchen. Come right back. We're back, Bill Fian, my guest in the kitchen, and we're. Is this this is your father's grandfather's corn dip? Where did this come from? No, this is my mom's 
uh, oh. hot corn dip. Oh, recipe. your mom's? Oh, yeah. we don't have to this go was, too far back. This okay. is one of her originals. Okay. And, uh, hot corn dip. Mm. Yeah. A favorite on yeah. the patio when you got all those friends over this summer. Right. This is. Yeah, and the, you, know, you mentioned using Hellman's, and I totally, I was just thinking real mayonnaise. Same deal with butter. I have read so many articles uh, that that uh, dispel the uh, issue that you should use uh, other products besides butter. They're healthier, they're less calories, they're blah, blah. And then another one that says, no, they're not. No, no, no. You're not going to do anything better for your heart or your any parts uh, if you use margarine instead of butter. You all, all things in moderation. Same deal with I'm mayonnaise. I'm not giving up butter ever. Yeah, okay. no, I'm not going to use... I'd Diet cheese or no. diet mayonnaise, a little bit fake less butter, if necessary. Fake it's gotta, mayonnaise, yeah. light, anything. Got to be the real deal. Get rid of it. Got to be the real it's deal. Sunday afternoon. You can be on a diet Monday through Friday, even Saturday, but Sunday afternoon? You got to go with you the gotta real You got to live. And then live. share it. What am I going to do with all this? Share it. That's what you'll do. Right. Okay, so we're putting it together. So we're, we're, we, we add in the half a cup of mayonnaise, we're, and then we're also going to add in Four ounces of grated Monterey Jack cheese. It's important that it's Monterey Jack. And also four ounces of sharp cheddar cheese, mm. also grated. We're going to put that mixture into the pan. And then we're going to bake this for 10 to 12 minutes until it's melted and hot and a little golden brown and bubbly on the top. And then you serve that with tortilla chips. So, so you put in it in the oven to melt it. Then do you turn the broiler on to get it all brown on top or... Uh, it'll it... it'll naturally brown. Oh, it will? Okay, okay. I mean, you don't have to. It, the whole thing here. Brown and bubbly. I want it to look just like your mom's. Heat it through. I want to see that little tear. Hey, as you brought mom, look at that. It's even brown and bubbly, just like mom's. Oh, my God. I'll be right back. I got to go cry. So back in the olden days when we weren't real sophisticated, we had corn chips called Fritos. Oh, gosh. Remember I remember those. those. Yeah. yeah now, now you can find a jillion different kinds of corn chips. Uh, I really like the uh, Garden of Eaton is the brand. The blue chips, have you ever Oh, had yeah, those? I have. You bet. They're organic, so if you're into organic, you know, that'll make you feel better about Even it. if you're not, they're blue chips, and that's always fun because you're eating stuff that's blue. And so there you go. There's a great appetizer to start your patio party. I guarantee you people are going to love it. Okay. And that's that's Mom's Hot Corn Dip. That's right. Hot cool. Corn Dip. That's what hot that is. Hot Corn Dip. Great awesome. way to use up some of that leftover corn on the cob that you accumulate. Seems like it accumulates. Yeah, well, I have a hard time just not eating it all. That's, does it accumulate? Well, sure. <laughs> Except I know I just put some corn in the on the cob in the freezer yesterday, day before yesterday. I wonder if it's frozen all the way. I think I'm going to go, and then in January, hey, what about all that corn on the cob? Um, what corn on the cob? It's gone. I don't know what happened to it. It's, uh, I have a hard time leaving delicious ingredients alone. So because we're entering into the summer grilling season here, uh, we've talked about my grandfather's restaurant and his uh, recipe for uh, smoked ribs. Uh, oh, he used to age man. those in a dry rub. Uh, I thought maybe we'd, we'd review, um, you know, that. if you The wanna, dry rub? Yeah. Well, yeah, if you want to do, um, really, you can do more than, uh, than pork ribs, although that's my favorite. A lot of people like to smoke brisket, beef oh, sure. brisket. Yeah. Uh, man, if you put a turkey in the smoker, oh. you're going to go, I never knew what smoked turkey tasted like. Yeah. Because when you smoke it fresh like that, it disappears. Even if you just barbecue it, I've cooked a lot of things that I didn't smoke, but I still put the rub all over it as if it was going to be smoked, and it's still delicious and unique. And everybody says, wow, what's this? 
Oh, this is my friend's dad's, grandpa's, uncle's uh, special secret recipe. If I told you, I'd have to kill you because yeah. if he People knew I shared sick. it, he'd kill me. I've never really understood the concept of, of uh, barbecue contests. Oh, sure. Cooking's, cooking's yeah. not a contest for me. It's a family affair. Well, if there's you money know, on but... it. If there's money on it, then you understand. <laughs> Fame and fortune. Hey, want to have yeah. a contest? I'll grill I, and you grill. If I want to compete, I go to the golf course. But, oh, well, um, there you go. See, so, I'm a horrible golfer. So, so I'm not a competitive cook. But um, what, uh, what I was going to say is that, um, you know, we're coming into the summer grilling season. So if you, if you want to do the pork ribs, which I think are by far preferable to the beef ribs, what, what you want to do is uh, go and pick up. Uh, a rack of ribs. I like the loin back ribs. So why do I do that? Because it's it had they're a lot meatier. Okay. And two or three of those ribs is going to satisfy most people. Everybody, sure. If you've got a really big grandson who plays football, he might polish off seven or eight. But well, as long as you got a big rack or maybe two racks. Yes. So well, you're going to want if you go to um, Festival Foods in Alaska, they sell those. Used to be three packs, and then oh. the price of meat went up, so they got it down to two packs. But a couple of racks of ribs sure. is going to serve a lot of people. There's about 13 bones in a rack, so two racks is 26 bones. Cool. You know, you and then a couple of sides, and tell your nephew to calm down with the six bones. Yeah, They're, really. Dude, tell him to let some other people have some right. too. Right? No bone back for seconds till everybody's had first. I was the bad grandson or yeah. son. I really liked. So I, well, I used to eat a lot of them when I was younger. That's but, why you're already down 20 pounds now I know. being a good I, boy. As one of my friends said, well, Bill, you know, you do like to eat. And I said, yeah, I, I guess that's I do. That's the tough thing. Yeah. I, I can't really deny Hard that. Hard to say no. <laughs> so, so just think how much fun I'm going to have when I gain all this weight back, right? So <laughs> um, anyway, the back to uh, doing the ribs, um, whether you choose to do them on your grill, which you can certainly do, I would just advise – if you, you should have a top rack in your grill. If you're going to do these things, don't do them right on direct heat. Okay. Do, do them up off of the direct heat. Okay. And uh, what, what you do is you start out with, uh, there's a silver skin on the inside of the rib yep, cage. Yep. You take a little fork tine, slip that under the one end, and you just peel, peel off. that off of there. Because let me tell you, if you forget to do that, sometimes they've done that already at the, at the meat shop. But uh, get that off of there because it's so chewy, you can't chew it well, off. Well, and if they're not super busy uh, at the meat shop, you can ask, hey, could you just slip that off for me? He'll look around and see not a lot of customers standing in line behind you and do it for you. There you go. And that will save you some trouble. Yeah. And then you, you uh, what we're going to do is we're going to get our, our dry rubs. So, you know, I've seen a lot of different recipes for this. Uh, the basis of all of them is, and we got grandma's, Label she sent me way back wow, in 1991 when I opened this garlic rub. Yeah, wow. when I opened my restaurant, uh, <laughs> granulated garlic, and uh, you can buy the big size shaker at the club store. And but garlic and pork, you know, they go, they go very and, well together. Yes, and oh, then yes, they do. People use all different kinds of peppers. There's chili peppers, and there's black pepper, and there's all cayenne pepper. Again, how hot do you want Pick it? Pick your peppers, yeah. Um, well, so, you don't even need it hot necessarily, just spicy. Right. you got to be able to taste the back of your tongue a little bit with, oh, yeah. My that's grandfather's a... recipe always had black pepper and chili pepper in it. Perfect. And so, but it's not, it is mildly spicy. Right. Wouldn't Very light your head spicy. on fire, but it definitely yeah. uh, let you know there's peppers in here. Put some salt in there. Be careful with the salt. You don't want too much salt. 
But uh, some people put rosemary leaves in there. Cumin is another popular seasoning that goes with pork. And you can experiment with this. Right. Well, there. You, I was just going to say, what do you have? What do you like? What's fresh? That's uh, another important thing. Sometimes when I'm at the grocery store, oh, look, I'm going to grab some of that, some of this, and some of that. What are you going to do with it? I don't know yet, but I'll have fresh available when I think of it later. Cooley Region Cooks every Thursday, 10 to 11. Uh, Bill Sober, are we done with that recipe, or do we have to come back and put it back well, together? Well, we'll just we can uh, just uh, wrap that up after the break. Okay, we'll do that. We'll take a quick break and continue. Cooley Region Cooking, my good friend Bill Fian, my guest in the kitchen. We will be right back. Hey, I just want to, because I'm thinking about it, if you would like to be uh, a guest on Cooley Region Cooks, and maybe I should start that with, I would love you to be a guest on Cooley Region Cooks. You don't have to be a professional. You just have to be a person, like my dad would say, that likes to have fun in the kitchen. Heck, I've even had people who hate being in the kitchen because they flipped a coin and lost the bet. And a husband does the cleaning, wife does the cooking and hates it. Every six months they change. So if you want to have some fun in my kitchen, uh, I would love to hear from you. Mike at WIZM.com. I am sure we can find a day and a time that will work. Uh, I promise we'll have some fun in the kitchen. All right. Cooley Region Cooks continues after, you know, this. Region Cooks, every Thursday, 10 to 11, we get together with people who like to have fun in the kitchen. All right, and here's my uh, unabashed plug for those of you who do like to have fun in the kitchen and would like to join me. It is super easy to do. You don't have to be a professional. Here, the only prerequisite is you like to have fun in the kitchen, period. That's it. Even my mom, who hated to cook, was very good at it, and she always had fun in the kitchen because there was always me or one of my sisters in there helping her out, and they didn't want to do it, so they made jokes, and there was a lot of laughing going on, because otherwise my mom would have to focus on something she didn't like to do, even though she did it really well. Then my dad just took over, and that was the end of tears in the kitchen. So anybody that would like to join me on a future Cooley Region Cooks, get in touch with me, Mike, at wizm.com. And we'll find a day that uh, works for you. I got there's there's a whole lot of Thursdays in a year, so we can look way down the calendar for something uh, convenient. All right, where are we now, buddy? Well, just kind of uh, wrapping things up with uh, preparing the ribs. Oh yeah, right. And, you got the rub done. So one thing I should mention is I always cut the racks up into about four bones. Oh really? Yeah, it makes them a lot easier to handle. Okay. So when you got your time, doesn't change your cooking time. No, it just all. makes well, it. And, 
isn't one of those ways you tell if they're done picking it up at an end and if they get all saggy, then, you know, they're done? A four-bone Eh, you know, there's you... two schools of thought. Some yeah, yeah. people want ribs that are fall off the bone tender. Other people want some texture. Sure. When when I smoke the ribs, they come out, they've got texture. They're okay. not falling off. So you got to bite your ribs. Well, how long are you going to put them on the heat is what ultimately determines sure. if you're smoking them. If you put them on there long enough, uh, you know, they'll they'll become, they'll fall apart. They'll also be probably pretty dry. But, yeah. um, Don't want that but the, uh, yeah, you can cut them into more manageable pieces. Uh, I really like hickory wood. That's what my grandfather used in his restaurant. But you can use mesquite or cherry are also popular for smoking. And, uh, you know, the temperature is low temperature, whether you're going to try and do these on the grill, off the heat on the upper rack, sure, or sure. if you're going to smoke them. Low two, and slow. 200, 225 degrees. I smoke my ribs for about four hours, around 200 degrees. And then uh, when you have a smoker, you also have a place to put water in there. Yeah. which helps keep them from drying out. So uh, that is the, uh, the rough strokes of, um, of how to make uh, ribs with a dry rub. The, one of the most co- popular recipes that people have requested me from over the years is my grandfather's coleslaw dressing that he Ooh. served in the restaurant. Yeah, and yeah. Of course, we continue to, continue to do that. So uh, if you want to try a new coleslaw dressing, um, this is one that has been really popular. Well, and I know there are listeners who are thinking, I'd love to, because somebody's going to eat this coleslaw and say, OMG, this is awesome. Where did this come from? Well, I, I brought it. Yeah, wow, it's, it's my secret recipe. I didn't even know you could cook. Yeah, it's my secret <laughs> recipe. I heard it from a friend on the radio in front of 10 million other people, and I wrote it down. You didn't. Ah. <laughs> right, or they didn't listen to they the show. They weren't paying so they attention were, that they day. They out missed out. Yeah, so um, here's the uh, here's how you break this down. A lot of times you can buy like the Dole pineapple shred at the grocery store. Those are one pound packages. Uh, if you go to the club store, Sam's Club has a two pound package, which I like because we got a big family. So for each pound of coleslaw shred, you want one and a quarter cups of salad dressing. So okay. what's salad dressing? Well, that's what people think of when they think of Miracle Whip. Yeah, yeah. And, and what's the difference between that and mayonnaise? Well, Ooh, there's a ton of difference. Salad dressing was invented dur- during the Great Depression as a lower cost alternative right. to mayonnaise. Eggs. It has less than half the soybean oil, so it's a little thinner. And they also add uh, sugar into it. Usually that's like high fructose corn sugar that gets added in there. Yep. And then it has vinegar. So there's this balance that we're always trying to achieve through everything we make between the front of our tongue and the back of our tongue across the palate. Uh, the balance between the sweet and the sour. So that's what we're shooting for in this dressing is that sweet and tangy uh, flavor profile. So we so put, that's what you're doing when, when I sit across from you and I notice you're sloshing food around in your mouth, Bill. What are you doing? Front of the tongue, back of the tongue, left and the right. I got to get, before I swallow it, I got to make sure it touches all parts of my tongue. Yes. All right. People are very particular. I Sometimes I their get food it. can't touch. My food can touch. I Absolutely. don't really care about that. Uh, so we take uh, one and a quarter cups of salad dressing. Now this is per pound of coleslaw shred. A half a cup of half and half. Another low-cal Wisconsin recipe we got here. And then we add one teaspoon of white vinegar, a quarter cup of sugar. We whisk that dressing up for about a minute, get it really well blended, and then fold in your coleslaw shred. And... Uh, I find it's best to eat this when it's fresh prepared. Sure. Don't make it in advance because what happens is the water separates out of the cabbage, 
the coleslaw shred, and that's when you see that watering. Now, you can always mix it back up, but I just have always, this is something that I right. always make up right before uh, we're going to serve the, the Well, and, and, and when you talk about make it fresh and eat it now, you're, it's still okay to make it in the morning and eat it at dinner, right? You're just talking about, not you're not talking about anything. make it on Monday no. and eat it on Saturday. No, no. You My can... dad used to say, if you're going to have a, a thing with homemade dressing, use the dre- put as much dressing on the whatever it is, the macaroni or the or the, the shred, as you need for today's helping and keep the dressing in a jar in the refrigerator and add it to another pile of, with something of like shred pasta, later on. Yeah, yeah. That, that's going to absorb that dressing, so that's yeah. right. If, you, if you're going to have it later... You're probably going to have to add some additional dressing in it to kind of get it lubricated again. Right. Well, I, the reason I ask is because if I'm having a bunch of people over, then unless my kitchen, which my current kitchen doesn't work this way, where I have to say, hey, have a good time, you guys. I'm going into the kitchen, which is a black hole. And I'll yeah. see you later when I'm done doing all this prep for the coleslaw. Uh, if I have my The kitchen of my dreams is just right over there, and we can still – have fun in the kitchen because we're all still in the same room. We have that open concept. Do you? I hate you. Where the living room and the, the sunroom, the so living room my and dad. the kitchen yeah, are yeah. all one big thing. And so. In fact, he had the kitchen installed. What the, the builder said, aren't you doing this backwards, Vince? No, no, because I want all of the stuff facing the room right. so that when you're over there talking football, I can too. I don't want people looking over here and seeing my back. So he had the kitchen installed backwards so that he, so that everybody was facing everybody in his great room slash kitchen. Super cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's he was always thinking. The the food is is the center of our family yeah. gatherings, right? Yes, and, absolutely. And we don't want the person in the kitchen to be left out. No, absolutely not. So uh, do we want to talk about barbecued beans real quick? Sure. We have we had a do couple minutes, right? About okay, three we'll, minutes before we have to take a break. We'll talk about barbecued beans real right, quick. Right. Uh, one of the things I learned working in the food business all those years um, was a thing called uh, frask, uh, fast scratch. So if you <laughs> want to buy some uh, Bush's baked beans and you want to doctor them up a little bit. Sure, almost you know, homemade. <laughs> yeah, you know, you Absolutely. can saute some onions. Bacon is another popular thing. A little molasses. A little oh, bit of molasses goes a long way, so be careful. A little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mustard, I do. I, absolutely. Mustard is another. I do that with almost everything. I, I have a hard time. I mean, sometimes you can buy a jar of something, and it's delicious all by itself. Uh, but I, if I don't have time to make a spaghetti sauce from scratch that takes all day, right. I, got a fav- I have a favorite jar of sauce that I get from uh, a kitchen, I mean, a, a deli up in the cities or a deli over in Milwaukee, uh, and enjoy it. And then doctor it up with some new tomatoes or some new flavorings. If I'm doing it for beans, oh, I got to put some mustard in there and right. maybe brown sugar or molasses. I, it's, you got to play with it because it's got to be different. Yeah, I, I mean that's a part of the fun of cooking. Is Absolutely, experimenting and trying new things, and yeah, the stuff that generally comes out of a can or a bottle. It's a good start, um, but it ain't the end. It's a base, is right? What it is. Right, right, right. It's a good base. You're right. So, you, what what is your favorite go-to ad? When you're making barbecue beans, molasses for molasses? sure. Is molasses, molasses okay. and bacon are, right. are my two favorites. Bacon, gosh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, bacon, bacon and uh, mustard are my two. Sometimes barbecue sauce. It all depends on because you mentioned bushes. They make a whole bunch of different kinds of baked beans that start with 
a bunch of different stuff in whether it's steakhouse or their barbecue or we you know, live they, in an amazing i'm country. telling you you can I'm get what you. are there like eight different kinds of bush beans now? right right i'm hungry just thinking about it speaking of which i'm starting to get a little slobbery as well so tell you what <laughs> before i make a mess take another quick break and come back cooley region cooking with my uh, good friend and yours too if he shares any of these recipes with you someday bill fian in the kitchen on cooley region cooks be right back Hi, I'm Ken Cooper, host of the podcast Around River City. I've got an invitation for you to listen in to my conversations with the people that make it so cool to live in and around River City. Subscribe at aroundrivercity.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. cooks every thursday 10 to 11 we get together with people who like to have fun in the kitchen it's really fun to get together with somebody who has fun with the memories of all the family you've had fun with in the kitchen since you were a little kid do you have memories of the first times i mean not the very first time but i know your grandma brought you into the kitchen come on little billy we're gonna go in the kitchen and make a thing my earliest memory was of my great-grandmother oh my gosh nona my nona yeah yeah <laughs> and, and uh uh, Regina Farrow was her name, and there was a table. It looked kind of like about the size of a card table in my mom, my grandparents' kitchen because cool. in those days, the great-grandparents lived with the grandparents, Yeah, and that's where she made all the pasta. And awesome. I used to sit there spellbound watching her make scratch-prepared pasta. Wow. Yeah, so I was just very small when that's... that happened. And, and in those days, we would go to Grandma and Grandpa's house for the whole week of Thanksgiving, and cook for three days and then have the whole family, uh, 17 cousins and aunts and uncles and great uncles and aunts. And, and someplace to park all those horses and wagons and <laughs> candles to keep it light in the kitchen. I mean, you're talking about a long, long time ago. Well, I, we're ta- hey, I assume that young Mike, Edison you came to your house. You and I are from the same house. vintage. Let's put it that way, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There there were no cell phones. There, there were definitely not. Thank goodness. <laughs> Fettuccine Alfredo Grandma, Grandma Nona's. Fettuccine Alfredo. So uh, my mom, Barbara Jean Sacco, um, this show is my way of uh, paying tribute to her because uh, all of her incredible cooking, all the love, and I made a living out of this. I owned a bar and restaurant, and I worked as a manufacturer for up for 18 years. Selling her food, her recipes. She was the one who taught me the foundations and um, man, did she know how to cook! That's and awesome. uh, she is uh, some of her recipes in all the places I've been. I've been in and out of thousands and thousands of restaurants, literally. Uh, some of them hold up. I still haven't found anybody that can make a fettuccine alfredo recipe like this. It's super simple. My dad and your mom are gonna be rolling up their sleeves and having a little kitchen contest in heaven. Well, Very soon. I'm pretty sure they're both watching right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, they are. Or listening. Absolutely. And laughing and laughing. Yes. That's so funny. 100%. So this recipe, my mom has little notes in this uh, cookbook. I wish people could see the two cookbooks that she passed down to me. But uh, 
she was at GM Belly's in New York in 1970, wow. so a little while ago, and uh, she tried this recipe. She said it took her five tries before she could match the recipe. Right. Yeah. But this is so all of her trial and error in the kitchen. You're the beneficiary today. So what you want to do is cook 10 ounces of fettuccine noodles okay. al dente. Yeah. Uh, drain those, set those off to the side. And when the pasta has cooked for 45 minutes, you start this sauce. What we're going to do is we're going to melt eight ounces of whipped butter. It is absolutely essential that it is whipped, whipped butter. Whipped butter, okay. So I either can't... buy whipped butter or whip it yourself. Yes. Got it. And you can buy it. It's, it's in a tub oh, sure. right there in the grocery store. Save yourself a step. But eight ounces of whipped butter. So we're going to stir in one and a half cups of grated Parmesan cheese and one cup of heavy cream all at once. And we're going to heat that up and we're going to pour uh, the pasta over it as soon as it's blended and serve it as once. So all you're doing is you're heating up the cream and the Parmesan cheese and the whipped butter and then you're going to pour that right over the fettuccine. The fettuccine. And I'm going to tell you the consistency <laughs> and the flavor. Oh, yeah. Is out of this world. This is definitely a Wisconsin recipe. Oh, baby. Did she ever play with the kind of Parmesan? Uh, Parmigiano-Reggiano comes to mind. or So uh, my, know, my, mother's, Romano. my mother's grandmother made Parmesan cheese. When she really? came here from northern Italy, Jeez. she actually made Parmesan cheese here in the U.S., and then she uh, died an untimely death. Uh, and so that business was lost. But, yeah, Parmesan cheese is a whole art form in it and is. of itself. It is. And so when you go to these various stores that you go to, you may want to try different ones because not all Parmesans are created They're definitely equal. not all made the same. You're no question about that. You'll find a favorite. In fact, sometimes you'll find a favorite at a store you only visit once in a while, and you won't feel guilty spending 50 bucks on a chunk of Parmesan that's going to last you for a little while. I can remember my mom making this recipe for my dad uh, was a division manager for a pharmaceutical company, and every year at Christmas they'd invite all the, the salesmen, uh, the saleswomen, their husbands Everybody, and wives. Everybody, sure, sure. And uh, the way that my mom would serve this is she would do beef tenderloin and slice that into medallions and serve with this uh, this fettuccine yeah. Alfredo, and then Inside. of course you have a salad before oh, that, but pretty good oh, stuff. Man. Oh man, pretty good stuff. Make me Nobody ever quit. About it. For some reason, yeah. they all wanted to keep coming back. Not until after parties. Christmas, anyway. Yeah, no kidding. Hey, uh, speaking of Christmas and and food, we got to make time for your dessert. You've right. got a you've got a cake recipe that uh, if we don't do that cream cake, we're both going to get in trouble. Well, Rosa, this one's for you. Uh, Sue has told me how you've wanted to have this recipe, and so today, as part of paying tribute to my mom, I'm going to share what was her secret recipe. This is okay. a secret recipe. She would not uh, previously let me uh, share it. Now she can't stop me. Cool. So, <laughs> I wasn't always a good kid. So Anyway, uh, the, the Italian cream cake. So what we're going to do is we're going to line our pans with parchment paper. Got it. And uh, we're going to spray those and flour those. Um, so they should be like a nine-inch cake pan is what she used. So then you're going to beat two cups of sugar into a half a cup of butter. And you're going to add two egg yolks, yolks, but add the egg yolks one at a time okay. as you blend this together. Then we're going to take two cups of flour and one teaspoon of baking soda and we're going to add that to the butter mixture. Now, I, I just, in truth and 
uh, labeling here. I am not a baker. Okay. So I've never baked this recipe. I don't bake anything. Okay. So uh, the baker in our family is my wife, Sue. But All right. Well, then I'll, next time I see her, I'm going to ask, uh, why is it important that you add the eggs one at a time while okay. you're blending? Well, when I'm we're always heaven, curious about that. And we're doing we'll the ask. Mike Hayes Coolie Region <laughs> Cooley Cook Region Show from heaven. heaven. We'll ask Maybe her. Maybe I'll dream about and it. Your dad. Maybe she'll your dad come to might me have in the. She too. might come to me in a dream. So uh, add the uh, the flour and the baking soda into the butter mixture, and uh, you can also use instead of uh, you can use a cup of buttermilk is what okay. she says here. Okay. So then stir in one teaspoon of vanilla extract, and then coconut and butter extract and a half a cup mm. of chopped pecans. In the South, they, they call them pecans. Pecans. Stacy would Stacy Rosto from Baton Rouge would say that they're pecans. So then we're going to beat six egg whites at room temperature. Evidently, that's important. Oh, that I did know. I, I knew why about that. Two stiff peaks and fold it into the batter and pour all that mixture into the pans and bake it for 23 minutes. Not 22. Oh, yeah. Just, and not just like my dad. But bake it for 23 minutes. Allow it to cool uh, for five minutes. Loosen the sides. Turn it out into the wire racks. Peel off the paper. And, and then spread cream cheese icing and garnish it with orange peel, curls, and sugared fruit. Uh, you can also toast coconut. She used to like to oh, serve this yeah. with toasted coconut on it, which is the way I like it. Yeah, so, I prefer uh, that. I'm not a big fan of sugared fruit. That reminds me of gummy bears, and I don't like those. That is my mom's Italian cream cake recipe. She used oh to man, serve Rosa. it at my sister's restaurant. Uh, you're going to see Rosa. I'll bet she knows why you add the eggs one at a time. Ask her. I Anybody could knows more about baking than I do, but right. that is my mom's famous Italian cream cake recipe. It's for you, special Rosa. I hope you enjoy we're it. We're off the hook. Now, we're, now you're off the hook, and I don't get in trouble for for being a distraction. Hey, will you come back and do this again some Thursday? 100%. Will you? I'm going to grab the calendar and make you commit. <laughs> it'll be it'll probably be end of the summer, September maybe. Well, September. there's lots of fun stuff happens in September, you Absolutely. know. We've never really done anything on wild game. Yeah, um, oh, they're hunting. I'm I really like All right. It. I'll I, grab the calendar and we'll see what's there. Wild game feed. Let's do that. Let's do that. Cooley Region Cooks Thursdays 10 to 11 right here on WIZM. Thanks for joining us.